As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Buffalo Beat. This one's coming to you a little bit earlier in the week, just because, you know, we want you to enjoy your holiday season and have the podcasts with what we hope will be some some time off for you and yours. My name is Joe Biscali. With me is my podcast co-host, Matthew Fairburn. And plenty of things have happened since the last time we have all sat down and talked slash listened. Um, the Bills, of course, are eleven and three on the season. But what ha- has not, what had not happened the last time we spoke, was the Steelers losing to the two ten and one Cincinnati Bengals, and also the the whole concept of the potential of fans being allowed in for the first playoff game with uh, with the Bills and whoever they end up facing. So a lot to get to today. Um, I think we'll we'll kick it off with what has come down this morning. We're taping on Wednesday afternoon, but what has come down this morning is the potential for fans in the uh, in the stands at at Bill Stadium. And Matthew Fairburn just wrote some words about that over at theathletic.com. Matthew, what catch everybody up to speed? What exactly are we looking at right now? Uh, what was said? And uh, and where do they go from here? Yeah, it sounds as if they're the plan would allow for sixty seven hundred fans at the home playoff game, and that was um, in Governor Cuomo's briefing on Wednesday, which that's as far as he's gone for sure. Um, you know, I think in the past it's been a situation where, yeah, we'll see, we're working on things to put a specific number on it and add some specifics to the plan that would include testing. Um, you know, before you'd have to have a negative test before you went into the stadium, uh, and, you know, contract contact tracing afterward. Um, that's a lot more specific than he's gotten at any point. Uh, during this season. They also called it, you know, a demonstration project, which is, you know, something that they feel like if they can pull it off for this, you know, it could be a model for the rest of 2021 when we don't know how long 
all of this is going to go on in terms of, you know, when we reach that quote unquote critical mass in terms of vaccination and everything else, there's lots of, you know, conjecture about when that could happen and, you know, when everything will be uh, safe for events like this, but they feel like they need to have some sort of plan to how to pull it off. And they think the bills could be, uh, you know, this could be an opportunity to do it. The concern, you know, there's obviously a lot of questions to answer whenever something like this happens. I'm sure everybody's wondering how they choose those 6,700, which will be a question the bills have to answer. Uh, But before they can even get to that point, the state has to figure out, A, if they're going to go forward with this, um, how do you get the testing, who pays for the testing, because it sounds like it'll be rapid tests at the stadium. Uh, So that's 6,700 tests that um, need to be accounted for and paid for in some way. I don't know if it'll be rolled into ticket costs or or how they'll do that. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, something uh, Governor Cuomo brought up is that they are trying to figure out, you know, the balance of, you know, will this cause more ancillary events um, like tailgate parties or big gatherings outside the stadium um, like we saw at the airport on Saturday I was gonna night? Say, which, I was going to say, that's exactly what your mind goes to first because, I mean, that's not even a game. That's just a, a plane landing, and there was a lot of people, and they were all packed in pretty close together. And not everybody was wearing a mask at that gathering. And, you know, as Governor Cuomo said, you know, everybody was excited. He understands that. But gatherings like that, you know, are viewed as problematic when you're talking about um, a health crisis and and everything else. But, you know, I think when they're looking at that, they probably have to look at it from, from both sides of if they let fans in, will that decrease the likelihood of other gatherings or, you know, you know, how much of an impact is that going to have one way or the other? Because I don't know, they're very, they've been very careful about what they say and and their messaging and everything else. So I don't know that they would tease this and make it sound as if it's happening. If it weren't, if they weren't serious about trying to make it happen. Right. And at that point, by even floating it out there and the specifics that they did and, you know, addressing it the way that they did, if it didn't happen, you'd almost be running the risk of having people trying to show up anyway. I don't know if that would happen. You know, there's a lot of tough guys on Twitter that say they're going to show up no matter what, but they've been saying that since August and I haven't seen anybody outside the stadium at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, the, the airport thing was one thing, but, are you really going to gather outside the stadium? You know, they've done a pretty good job of keeping those areas around the stadium clear when that's their intention. Um, you know, the Erie County's done a good job with that. And I think people would rather watch the game than, you know, be fighting with uh, local law enforcement about whether they can stand in a parking lot in January and watch the game from outside the stadium. So I don't know. I'm sure all those things are, are what they're considering, you know, how much will opening the, the gates of the stadium be a problem versus keeping them closed, presenting its own problem. So I don't know. We'll see. To me, it sounds promising, um, you know, in terms of getting fans in there. Um, Is this going to have a, a massive impact on the team. Probably not, you know, 6,700 fans is not quite a, 
home field advantage, but I do think it'll provide an emotional lift. Sean McDermott and I don't know, probably upwards of a dozen players at this point have sort of lobbied for this in one way or another, indirectly or directly throughout the season. So it's something that they, they're really interested in having. And I think, you know, it's, it would be, it sounds like they're, they're trying to do it as carefully as they possibly can. Um, That's a pretty small number of people. Um, The testing, you know, is something that we haven't seen at other events, um, other places that have opened their stadiums. So the plan as it's been laid out is seems like a bit more of a careful plan than um, than we've seen, but it'll probably depend on they need to know in the next what week or so so that you know the county and the team can prepare mm-hmm. for it's a much different preparation for game day if uh, if you're opening the the stadium for the first time. Absolutely. you need you need people to go through a test run on the outside um, and I wonder if maybe they would do something like that with with some members of their staff um, ahead, well ahead of the the Dolphins game for Week 17, uh, just to, just as a kind of a trial run, or maybe sometime within a week, within the week of uh, the playoff game. You know, it just seems like they would they don't want the actual playoff game itself to be the the first run through for for something as as big of an operation as what is that what it's sounding to be. And, you know, to your point, I think the whole impact it could have, yeah, it's going to be an emotional lift uh, by all means. And, you know, it'll it'll definitely put an extra pep in the in the Bills players step uh, just to have some fans in there because they haven't had really any Bills fans at their games outside of maybe in Miami, maybe in Tennessee. Um it, it went in those two areas that allowed some games to to have some fans already um but for the most part the sound element and what uh what they could expect in in terms of having a home field advantage from having those fans in there i mean just basing it off what we've seen at other places that have allowed fans it's it's kind of negligible. I mean, it, sure, you hear some background noise or, or something like that, but it's it's nothing quite like when the stands are packed, and um, it's it's not even on the same scale, really. And I'm sure uh, Bills fans will will say, "Well, those weren't Bills fans you were watching," and I, you know, I I hear you. You you guys are a loud bunch. I fully fully understood, but. Um, it there is a difference in sheer number of volume, and so that's why I would wonder. Uh, what while it would be fun for the fans who could get in also setting up for a lot of disappointment about those who cannot like you said how do you decide i mean that's that's one of the biggest things and uh trying to figure out who to allow in how to do it safely and without how much uh, it's going to cost yeah the cost too we've seen that become kind of an issue in other places i don't know i think you know, it depends if the cost of testing is folded into the cost of the ticket. Um, it's not such a crazy number of tests that the team couldn't, you know, foot the bill. But, you know, that's also not guaranteed that they would. Um, right. So, yeah, I think I, I think there's probably a very the, – the small impact it could have on the team itself – 
is kind of the emotional boost, the connection mm-hmm. to those people who are there. Um, I do think there is some sort of psychological impact, but in terms of the traditional home field advantage, you know, whether it's Baker Mayfield or Phillip Rivers or Lamar Jackson, they're not going to have too hard of a time hearing themselves in the huddle or, you know, relaying, you know, it's, it just won't be the case. You know, that typical intimidating, loud, uh, stadium that makes it hard to to call plays and creates mom- momentum swings. I don't think that will exist, but you know what it will mean to those sixty seven hundred people and and what it'll probably mean to the players to see them. I think you know is is definitely uh, somewhat significant. Yeah, and I'll tell you what if you uh, if they do go through with this, and if you out there listening are one of the sixty seven hundred people. Um, get ready for if the Bills win that game and have their first playoff win since 1995, get ready to not only defend that you were in fact there, but also <laughs> have your ticket stub ready because there's going to be a lot of people that were claiming to be there. I, I would expect in a lot in the same way as like when the, uh, the comeback game happened and uh, a bunch of people left the stadium and then, you know, basically everyone said, oh, well, I stayed, but m- more, most of the people left when it was 35-3. I think it's it might be a little bit of a, a case of that. So, yeah. Um, but either way, it'll be a, it'll be a at least a, a fun element as long as it's done safely and in the right manner um, to see actual fans in the stands for what is going to be the most important game for the Bills in a very, very, very long time. So uh, it should be interesting, but we'll we'll keep you all up to date as, as it goes through different twists and turns. The other thing I wanted to get to was, before we got into the actual game stuff, was the whole idea that this two seed is now looking like a real thing here. I mean... We expected the Steelers maybe to lose one of their three games, but certainly not to the Bengals uh, like they did. And basically the only thing standing in the way of the Bills getting the two seat now is them winning two games. If they win two games, then they're good to go. And that gets them to 13-3. and They'll have the two seed guaranteed to have a second home playoff game. But there's still a path, a pretty pretty uh realistic one for them to get the two seed win uh win this week against the patriots rest their guys and and lose in week 17 and still end up with that uh, with that seat now getting to as high of a seed as possible sean mcdermott said i think it was on monday um you always want the highest seed possible so it i think if i'm judging the way that he spoke on that he probably will want to play for it, uh, but I guess you never know until they're really uh, they're really in the throes of it, and when you know the exact situation of everything they need to happen, um, or maybe things go their way th- this weekend. I mean, let's say the Titans lose to the Packers, and uh, and once again the the Steelers lose to the Colts here, then the Bills. With a win over the Patriots, I believe they lock it in. Am I right on that? I th- I'm pretty sure they do. Unless the I, th- I think the Browns might factor into it as well. The Browns 
don't fa- maybe the Browns do factor in the Colts may as well. Uh, they win uh, a tiebreaker with the Colts. But I yeah, do. they should win their tiebreaker with the Colts. Right. I think I think they're good in that scenario. Let me pull up the The Browns are the only one I don't know for sure. The um playoff tiebreakers and all that were were put out by the league um yesterday, but I think I think those two are the most important games. Uh and the Browns play the Jets this week, right? Uh yeah, they do. So that's so, going to be that's going to be a win. Yeah, I I don't think the the Browns factor in cuz the Browns um have a worse conference record if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Browns conference record is 6 and 4 and the Bills are 8 and 2. So if they win this weekend, they would be at worst 9 and 3 with a loss to the Dolphins. Right. Right. So yeah, I think they're pretty much good. Uh, so if, a Bills and those win. are two realistic outcomes. Right. Like the Steelers losing to the Colts and the Titans losing to the Packers are things that very much could happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all right there in front of them. So then I suppose what's the what's the play here since that's that's the bigger part. Let's say those things don't happen. And because this is a real discussion that the Bills themselves are going to have. And we kind of got into this a little bit, but it's a little bit more real because now they have already received the help that they've needed. Let's say the Steelers lose, but the Titans win um, against against the Packers to get to 11-4, or vice versa. Or maybe they both win. If the Bills do what they're supposed to do and, and defeat the New England Patriots... What do you do in week 17? Do you rest your guys or do you go for the two seed? Um, and what would you do, A, and B, what what do you think Sean McDermott's going to do? I think I would rest players because, you know, the whole thing falls apart if you lose a certain couple 17. of guys, right? <laughs> 17, or, 17 or even 14 really put a dent into your, your playoff your, your hopes of a long playoff run and uh, quite a few other players would, um, you know, not be ideal either. Uh, they are pretty fortunate uh, in terms of their overall team health at the moment. And I think it would probably not be worth it to push, push their luck. They would play some guys, I think, I have a feeling that when push came to shove, Sean McDermott would would take guys out um, and not go too hard after it. I know he said they want the highest seed possible. I think they're really locked in on this game. I think this game means quite a bit to them Yeah. Uh, internally from the standpoint of leaving no doubt, sweeping the Patriots, winning in Foxborough, all those things. And it will end up being important for seeding because everything is so congested in the AFC getting to 12 wins will be important but by week 17 I think the playoffs will come into focus a lot more and the weird part about it is and this may be a wrinkle that gets thrown in if the Dolphins win this weekend you know and I'm not going to say that the Bills are going to be out there throwing games or anything like that, but they've got the Raiders this weekend. They've got the Raiders this weekend. 
do, do you almost lean more towards resting the guys week 17 if a win gets the Dolphins into the playoffs? Because that could keep Baltimore on the outside looking in, potentially. Right. Uh, the Baltimore's on the outside looking in at the moment, and they have a chance to catch some other teams, but you know they'll probably win out and get to 11 wins, but that game between the Dolphins and Raiders is pretty huge this weekend. Yeah, I do think that that is a wrinkle that we have to consider. Um, I don't know that it's in McDermott's uh, <laughs> DNA, maybe, to think about things from from that perspective i don't i think he's just kind of a we'll play whoever we play here rather than trying to concoct who he's going to play and because it might not even help them if if they were to lose that game uh unless of course they already have the two seed locked up heading into week 17 so you know i i totally totally yeah i think that would be more about having the two seed locked up which in any case they're probably resting the starters 100 anyways um so i guess that would work out for them yeah the other part of this is i would want to see what happens with those other two games just in general before um i would rest those guys uh in in trying to sneak Miami into the playoffs, because if both Tennessee and Pittsburgh end up winning this week, then there is a scenario where the bills are, if they lose to Miami, then they end up with the four seed and have to play the the best team of, of the wildcard group. Um, Because that would mean if Pittsburgh wins out and if Tennessee wins out, that puts Tennessee at 12 and four, that puts Pittsburgh at 13 and three. And it would have, and if the bills were to lose to Miami in week 17, after being the Patriots, that would put them at 12 and four. So that would put them behind Pittsburgh on record. And that would put them behind Tennessee on, on tiebreaker because the Titans beat them. So uh, it, it really depends on what happens with those two games. Like if one of those two teams lose, then I think that probably strengthens the argument to, to, um, to rest their guys. But if they, if those two things do not go the Bills' way, if if both the Steelers and the Titans win, then if I'm the Bills, I'm absolutely playing my guys uh, in, in Week 17 because I think the last thing that you want is to play Kansas City in the first round of the playoffs. Yes, you're in the playoffs, and, and you're still getting a home playoff game either way, but seeding is very important. We have discussed this so much on, on this podcast in, in the last few weeks that I I just I it feels like it would be a, a really big missed opportunity if things don't go their way this week and and then trying to tempt your fate and resting your starters just because you know you want you want to give them a manufactured buy when in actuality it could pair you up with the Kansas City Chiefs in week 17. So the results this weekend are absolutely huge for any further decision-making as they go. Yeah, I think getting avoiding the number four seed is important. Right. Getting the difference between two and three is probably pretty small. Um, Whether or not you're playing at home, basically. Yeah, and there's still a chance you play at home as the three. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so I think, you know, Avoiding that four is, is definitely more important. Um, you don't want to get stuck there, not even for the matchup sake. You might get a better matchup sitting at four. I think 
you know, the way you can bat around these scenarios, it's, you know, it's tough to figure out how two through seven is going to shake out Mm -hmm. in the AFC. So um, you're kind of rolling the dice no matter what when it comes to matchup. No better example of that than the two seed where you could face the Dolphins or you could face the Ravens. Like that's a pretty big, I think that's a pretty big difference um, in the minds of most people, uh, certainly in terms of, um, you know, where those two teams were heading into the season, but I think where they are now as well. It's more about being in either the two or the three to set yourself up beyond Mm -hmm. the first round, not running Mm -hmm. into Kansas City so early, potentially not having to play on the road, potentially. Um, you know, because there's a much better chance you're playing on the road uh, as the four than there is as the two or the three. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I mean, their their best case scenario here is if they beat New England and both the Steelers and Titans lose, and then so that way they can rest their guys, manufacture a bye week for those for those guys, and then head into the first week of the playoffs, uh, playing potentially the Dolphins um, in in that uh, wild card game, and setting themselves up for a second home playoff game either against the Steelers. Or against the winner of the four-five matchup, um, depending on if the Steelers were to beat the six seed. So, uh, or you know, maybe I think it's a possibility. I'm, I might be wrong. I think the Steelers are probably locked into that three seed if, as long as they win one of their games. But who knows if they even do that? Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 very convoluted in the AFC. It's it's almost ridiculous even. Uh, seeing a potential, maybe even eleven and five team, not even making the playoffs when there's seven teams this year. That's kind of remarkable. That uh, the the Bills' great year is coming when the AFC has had one of its best years in in a long time. Yeah, it's um, it's crowded at the top, but it's really really messy in the middle, and there's clearly. There's eight teams worthy. Um, you know, at this point, Vegas is looking like uh, a super long shot. And really, any of those eight teams could could make a run. I, I Maybe it's just me, but Miami seems like perhaps the one that doesn't belong. Um, it's not qu- just you. Quite yet. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't know. They, they have a good team. Um, I think they're a threat to beat certain teams, depending on who they match up with. But... You know, when you have a rookie quarterback, uh, to me, there's only 
a rookie quarterback and not an overwhelming amount of talent around the rookie quarterback on offense, uh, you can only, your ceiling is a little bit uh, capped in my opinion, but any of those other teams you could see, actually the funny thing is maybe Pittsburgh's the other one at this point that you, you don't think could pull it off just the way that they're playing. But uh, if they snap out of it at any point uh, or Ben Roethlisberger manages to reverse the clock a little bit here, they're not a, you know, a pushover either. So it's going to be a, a tough road to climb out of the AFC, but I think the bills are even in such a strong conference, uh, one of the strongest contenders. Yeah, they most certainly are. Um, and, it's at least setting up for them as long as they take care of their business. Um, it, it at least sets up for them to avoid Kansas City in that in that um, second round game as long as they get through the first round because that's not a guarantee either with, with the type of talent that there is in the AFC this year. So a lot of things to consider as, as the Bills kind of march forward. Um, and this game coming up, um, another Monday night game. Uh, it's not as, I guess, uh, a novelty as it, as it was a few weeks ago when they, when they took on the 49ers in, in that Monday night game, uh, this one, they're probably not like, oh, we haven't been on Monday night in a long time, anything like that. It's, it's going to be more about, uh, just handling their business. And you said something earlier that I wanted to get back to. Um, about how this Bills team, they appear dialed in this week because of who they're up against uh, and what it means. And maybe even, you know, the, I think the term statement is kind of thrown around a little bit, but uh, maybe even doing something along those lines to where this was a team that dominated in the AFC East forever. Um, these late games, it's it's usually been the reverse effect where, the Patriots are the ones just kind of playing out the string of the regular season and, and the bills are the ones just waiting for it to end. Um, it's, it's opposite this time. And the Patriots might even start Jared Stidham again, we're recording this on Wednesday, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but, uh, this, this game, this is a team that the bills have beat before. It was very close last time. Um, but it seems like the, all of the everything that could be going the Bills' way heading into this matchup, and everything that could be going against the Patriots heading in the heading into this matchup, um, it's it's a stark difference between the two. Yeah, it certainly is. They and you know being officially eliminated from the playoffs probably uh, takes a little bit of the wind out of their sails. It's certainly opening up the conversation for the quarterback position, like you said. Uh, a question that Bill Belichick hasn't even entertained before this week and now um, is certainly, um, you know, going back and forth on. I think there's a, a decent chance they see Stidham just for that reason because we haven't seen Bill Belichick even so much as entertain the idea of s- switching quarterbacks until this week. Uh, either way, you know, I don't think there's a dramatic difference in what you're going to see. The scheme will probably be slightly different won't be anything they haven't seen before. Um, you know, it won't be a complete overhaul of what they do on offense. They'll still probably run the ball a lot, which they're good at um, and have been good at for most of the year. Um, and, you know, I think there's still a healthy respect 
because of what they've done for so long, uh, right or wrong. You know, I think uh, it's the right approach. Um, the respect, you know, this year hasn't necessarily been warranted for a pretty average team, but everybody in that locker room, in that building, you know, has some scars built up from what this team did. Um, not necessarily for the last 20 years because a lot of these guys weren't here, but at least for the last few uh, because they couldn't get past this Patriots team when Tom Brady was there. And they've seen Bill Belichick give Josh Allen some problems uh, almost every time they've played, essentially. So I think there's a a certain mental hurdle that they'd like to clear of going into Foxborough, winning handily, uh, you know, winning with authority, and not leaving any shred of doubt in their own minds uh, about what type of team they are. As much as it would eliminate doubt, there's not too much doubt floating around about this Bills team these days, but it would eliminate some of that external doubt. But I think in their own minds, um, it would be a, a minor but you know mildly significant blow to the the psyche to go into Foxborough and lose to this Patriots team. And um, the way they've you know, the confidence has been rolling for them. Uh, I think keeping it going against this team is a high priority for for the coaching staff heading into the week. Yes, they clinched the AFC East, um, but not only are there significant seeding implications here, but it is the Patriots, and there's uh, something to be said about that. And on Monday Night Football, um, and they've seemed to like the bright lights this year. It would also give the players motivation to potentially, at least the starting players, to potentially have a week off next week. It, I mean, not a total week off, but, you know, at least with the option. Right, a little mini buy. Maybe you have to practice, but there's a... I know we, we touched on this before on the pod, but a lot of practice squad players that, that can be called up to give a lot more guys rest than they would normally be able to. So um, that's, that's at least something to consider for motivation's sake uh coming up in this matchup all right let's get to the matchup itself i know we um i know we uh haven't really touched too much on that and i know it's not exactly a uh, a huge matchup in terms of two teams that are playing really well right now but the line is the bills are favored by seven points as um road favorites and they uh the total for the game is 46 so Matthew Matthew Fairburn, who do you have? Who covers and over or under on this game? Yeah, this is a, a tricky one. I think the Bills will win. Um, I think they're playing too well right now to not win. Um, you know, I I don't think that they're in any sort of position to be um, letting up or anything like that. And I think the possibility of Stidham makes me want to pick the Bills to cover as well. Um, Jared Stidham has not been all that great, and given some of the struggles that Cam Newton had this year, uh, the fact that he was never even really much of a consideration for the job, I think probably tells you what they think about him internally. Um, So if he's on the field, I certainly think the Bills will cover. I still think I like them to cover, um, you know, if, if Cam Newton's out there. And the over-under is the tricky one for me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I don't know. I I, I think I'm going to say over um, 
because it's the holiday season and we all want <laughs> the over, but also no Stefan Gilmore, um, yeah. is a factor here for me. Um, 46 is pretty low. Um, they w- I, were right near that number yeah. last time they played at 45. So it's a good number, but it's, I don't know, it, a lot will depend. I get the bill's defense is better than it was, um, earlier in the year. So this, that'll be close. I, I don't advise, uh, putting your, your holiday money on the over under. I would rather, you know, put it on money line, uh, for the bills or even get, get them covering that spread. Right. Um, yeah, the money line probably wouldn't, wouldn't do much for you. I think no, it's not like a, you know, one of those they're, they're minus financially responsible. Yeah. You yeah. got to put down some serious yeah. coin to, to make a return on investment there. But if you're looking for more of a sure thing, I, that's why I think the best dollar for dollar is probably betting on the spread, but yeah, I don't give financial advice. So you know, do what, <laughs> do what you want with your money. If you want to really, you know, have a good time, just bet the over and, and cheer your heart up. Yeah. Um, I am with you on this one. Uh, I think the Bills are going to win this game. I, I just think there's too much going in their favor right now. Uh, they are playing at an extremely high level. Um, and the Patriots, it looks like that they are at that point of the year where they just want it to end. And, um, you know, losing how they have recently, their offense just is a mess. Uh, they just lost their best defensive player, Stefan Gilmore, for the rest of the season. And, you know, it's, it just doesn't really seem like anything is is clicking for the Patriots right now other than maybe their running game. Um, so with, with the way that the Bills are playing, and I know last time around that they ran the ball a bunch. It was one of their two run-heavy scripts that they had this season, which was against the Patriots and against the Chargers. I think... The Bills might even come out throwing in this one just because of who the Patriots don't have right now. And, you know, maybe they'll they'll may be a little bit more balanced uh, than they were last week against the Broncos and certainly more balanced than they were the, the last time that they played the Patriots. But I'm expecting uh, Josh Allen to do well in this game, and I'm also expecting Zach Moss to do well, who it looks like. From what I saw on film, it looks like this this guy has turned a corner and and he's uh, potentially going to be a pretty significant contributor for them uh, as long as they continue to give him the ball, especially in late game situations. So I like the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills are going to blow them out. I do. Uh, I think uh, this Patriots team, especially if Stidham plays, but even if he doesn't, uh, I think the secondary is playing really well right now. Um, they've got a good thing going with the rotation between Levi Wallace and, and uh, Josh Norman. Milano, I think, is going to be back close to 100%. Um, before they put their backs, backups in, he was at around 62% of snaps um, between him and A.J. Klein. If I were a betting man, I would say that number is going to be up near 80, 85, 90% um, uh, next week. Maybe even 100, who knows. Uh, but I think that'll increase. So that Im- improves their their coverage um, and improves their run defense. The defensive tackles have been playing much better as of late, and as has their run defense. So all of this is a long-winded of sa- way of saying that I think the Bills are going to blow out the Patriots uh, at Gillette Stadium. And I the final score I have will be Bills 30, Patriots 13. 
And I think the over under, I have them going with with the under. Uh, usually, we you have the the line of thinking of if a team gets to thirty, odds are they're getting the over. I don't know if the Patriots can get to sixteen if the Bills get to thirty. Uh, that's just the way that their offense has looked, and I I just don't think it's a it's a good matchup for them this week. Not with how the Bills def- defense are playing, and especially with how the Bills defense kind of kept the Patriots in the game. I think they're going to come out and. Uh, have a pretty strong effort in this one. So regrettably for hashtag team fun, uh, I'm going to take the under once again, even though it didn't work out for me last week. Yeah. The rule is if a team, if you think a team can get to 30, you take the over unless this is like uh, algebra rules or something um, like <laughs> logic rules, unless you think it, the other team can hold somebody under 14 or 15, you know, right. then you, you certainly, in that case, it, take some heavy lifting to to get to the over as we saw last week with the bills who just got there all by themselves um and yeah it'll be i think it'll be hard for the bills to score in the 40s um which is what's going to make that um you know a tougher number to hit i could see it going either way and especially if stidham's the quarterback um you know it's going to be hard for the the patriots to to generate points unless he's just been sitting there waiting to break out for some reason they've just been keeping him on the bench uh i just don't think he's gonna um he's gonna do too much for him wouldn't that be something if they've just been holding him on the bench this whole time even while the playoff race was happening and and just going yeah we just wanted to hold him fooled you all oops this guy's a superstar our bad like (laughs) i doubt it um but it would behoove them to get a look at him before absolutely um probably you know trading uh, some assets to secure a quarterback at some point in the draft. So um, I think there's a pretty good chance Stidham will be there on Monday night uh, starting, but we shall see. I, it would be a little bit, it would be something different, something a little interesting to mm-hmm. to see somebody we thought they'd, they'd have in there the whole year. Um, but they made that last minute move probably based on what they had seen. So maybe some time on the bench has done them some good, but Somehow I doubt it. Also, um, let's not forget how good Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier defenses have been against quarterbacks exactly like Jared Stidham. So uh, I would I would hazard a guess to think that uh, even if Stidham plays and even if they aren't able to completely game plan for him because they're also partially preparing for Cam Newton, um, I would anticipate that uh, they're going to have a pretty pretty good day against Jared Siddham. All right, that'll do it for us. Um, We hope all of you have a wonderful holiday, however you celebrate it, whoever you celebrate it with. um, Truly, thank you all for listening to us on the Buffalo Beat here. We really appreciate all your support um, throughout the years, months, days, however long you've been listening. We appreciate it. So, uh, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, and we'll look forward to talking with all of you uh, on the other side of it when the Bills next take on the Patriots on Monday night. Anything to add, Matthew Fairberg? Well, it sounds like you covered it. Um, happy Holidays to everybody out there listening, and um, hopefully many more um, many more episodes of this to come here in the uh, in the new year. Uh, some game day episodes to come in the new year, which is. Uh, you know, some, some territory we're getting familiar with. Yeah. And rarefied air for it to get to actual mid-January episode. So we'll see if that actually happens. All right. Um, thanks 
again for listening. My name is Joe Biscalia for Matthew Fairburn, and we will talk to you next week. See you then.